Hi, everybody, and welcome to Martin Van Dyke Undercovers, produced in partnership with the Ann Arbor District Library. Jeffrey O'Brien is a highly accomplished poet, book and film critic, translator, and cultural historian, and he has also been the editor-in-chief at the Library of America since 1998. A nonprofit publisher for classic American literature, the Library of America was founded in 1979 and is published published well over 200 volumes by a wide range of authors, including Mark Twain, Raymond Chandler, F. Scott Fitzgerald, Nathaniel Hawthorne, Theodore Dreiser, and many, many others. Recently, I had a chance to talk to Jeffrey O'Brien about three recently issued titles from the Library of America, a collection of four novels from the 1970s written by Elmore Leonard, Art in America, 1945 through 1970, which includes writings from the age of abstract expressionism, pop art, and minimalism, and President Lincoln Assassinated, which recaptures the dramatic immediacy of Lincoln's assassination, the hunt for the conspirators and their military trial, and the nation's mourning for the martyred president. I began my conversation with Jeffrey O'Brien by asking him to tell us a little bit more about the mission of the Library of America and its history. Uh, well, yeah, that's a, a long story to uh, to tell in brief, but uh, Library of America has been publishing books uh, since 1981, uh, and we've published uh, well over 300 titles uh, to date. Um, the mission is to uh, publish and preserve uh, the best and most significant American writing uh, in durable, uh, beautifully designed, and uh, uh, textually authoritative editions. So broadly, that's the definition. Uh, I got involved in the early 90s, um, and I've I've been here ever since. Um, And uh, in that time, we've expanded the range of the series, which began... uh, by publishing uh, predominantly uh, 19th century writers, uh, writers like Melville, Mark Twain, Walt Whitman, um, and other uh, clearly established uh, literary values. Uh, But we've gone well beyond that in the sense that we've uh, expanded, uh, obviously, into uh, more modern writing, uh, but also into a, a greater range of genres. Uh, we, we've paid a great deal of attention to history in, in many different aspects, and we've taken some uh, uh, documentary approaches by publishing uh, volumes on uh, World War II, the war in Vietnam, the civil rights movement, uh, using original documents and accounts. Uh, and uh, we we have just, completed a four-volume Civil War uh, set, uh, the Civil War uh, told by those who lived it, which uh, follows that same principle. Um, And um, we've also expanded into uh, more popular genres. We've done a great deal uh, with science fiction and crime fiction, uh, seeing these rightly as, as part of American literature. I mean, it's not a question of, uh, in any sense, uh, lowering the standards of the series, but but really expanding our sense of what American culture is about. Let's talk about the uh, a couple of 
brand new titles and one with, with real close ties to the uh, greater Detroit area. This, uh, I guess, first collection of uh, Elmore Leonard's uh, novels. Yeah. Pretty sensational, these four novels that uh, uh, the jacket uh, yeah. that says reinvented American crime fiction. This, this is, tell us about this. This is pretty incredible. Why Elmore Leonard? Well, this is something that excites me. I mean, I, I personally have had a, a lot of involvement with uh, crime fiction as a, as a reader and a, and a critic, and uh, Elmore Leonard uh, has always been a favorite. Uh, so th- this was um, a wonderful thing. I mean, it, it was saddened by the fact that we, we were originally uh, talking to Elmore Leonard, and then, of course, he, he died suddenly uh, before the books uh, actually got underway. Uh, but we we are proceeding with this plan, which uh, he he approved of um, a three volume uh, s- series that um, will, you know, survey his career. The the first volume is four novels of the 1970s, uh, all of them set in Detroit, and uh, these are these are very much the books that that made his reputation as a crime writer. Uh, they're 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 quite uh, different in a way from his later books. They're they have his humor, but they also have a a, a more savage edge, I would say. Uh, and and they they have a, a sense of of the the city as a a dangerous place that I think is is unsurpassed. I mean the the degree to which he makes the city itself a character in the in the novels is uh i really think his special gift one of his special gifts in the, in the next volume we begin with city primeval which is kind of his you know ultimate uh detroit novel um but but all of these uh are are very much about detroit uh in 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 different veins i'm i'm struck by how how very different each of these books uh 52 pickup swag unknown man number 89 and the switch um he he was really experimenting a lot at that point with with narration with the way he develops characters the way he lets characters run with the book really swag he really just sets these two guys in motion and uh what happens happens uh it's it's not quite like anything else i can think of when will uh, the second volume be coming out? Do you have a, a due date for that, Jeffrey? Oh, sure. Yeah, we're working on that right now. Uh, that 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 is um, that is coming in the fall. Take us into this uh, this uh, absolutely brand new title, President Lincoln Assassinated. This just is an incredible compilation that was uh, put together by Harold Holzer, who I know. I used to deal with him. What wasn't he at the Metropolitan Museum of yes. Art for yeah. yet forever? Right. And he still uh, is, yeah. Is he? he still uh-huh. is. That's his, that's his day job. And then, <laughs> when he's not doing that, he uh, is pursuing his researches into Lincoln and the Civil War. And I, I dare say he knows as much about Abraham Lincoln as any living person. Um, he, he's quite extraordinary <laughs> in that way. And this this volume is 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 uh, a monument to that. Uh, he, he he has compiled. Really, what amounts to a, a, a dossier on it. both the assassination, the investigation into the conspiracy, uh, and then the the outpouring of, of public grief 
and the the range of expression of that grief and the sometimes uh well it isn't only grief i mean it, there's also i mean there's at least one uh young southern woman who writes here hurrah old abe lincoln has been assassinated so uh there, mm. there is a range of reactions but um I, it's a really absorbing book, and it it serves actually as a as a kind of capstone for for that four volume Civil War series, which we've all been immersed in here for the last four years, and and now this Lincoln book is 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 the final expression of that time to uh, the 150th anniversary of of Lincoln's assassination. Now, a book that uh, that the Library of America published. Last fall, it's, it's so fascinating as well. This this hefty tome called Art in America, 1945 through 1970. Yes. Tell us about this one, and tell us about the the man who edited the, this great compilation. Well, again, Jed Pearl uh, is a superb art critic uh, and and uh, a, a scholar of of, of great gifts. Uh, and th- this is a period th- th- this flowering of American art between 1945 and 1970, the, the heyday of abstract expressionism followed by the explosion of, of pop art and, and then minimalism. Uh, and, and we agreed at the outset that this was not going to be uh, a, a merely academic uh, source book, but, but something that would really convey the excitement of the period. Uh, and it, it 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 turned into really such an interesting project because the, the the more we looked at it the the more writers began to emerge not not only obviously there there are artists in here and there are art critics and art historians but there's also Jack Kerouac and Mary McCarthy and Henry Miller and James Baldwin and uh poets novelists uh of all sorts uh Getting involved in this, and and it that in itself indicates the excitement of this period, and and the the way art was not on the sidelines, but very much uh, centered in in the culture, and uh, a, a matter of uh, a public interest and and public argument and and vociferous debates. Uh, so it's uh, the. It's a very varied and, and exciting book. It's it's illustrated, of course, but um, with, with some beautiful uh, color plates. But it, it really is about the the language and the the, the argumentative uh, and and passionate uh, quality of that whole period, uh, which uh, may may come as news to some people uh, who, who don't. Realize that this was not not a not a matter for the academies. This was a, a very much something that that was a, a public happening, uh, and the book ha- has been received uh, with with uh, really wonderful uh, success. Uh, we're, we're all so happy about it because uh, Jed's work on it was was impeccable. Um, his his notes uh, really are a kind of capsule. History uh, of the period. In in between the pieces, you get this running commentary that that uh, fills in all of the background. Um, but it really has a kind of I don't know, almost carnival quality. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take us into some other. Or can you give us a glimpse of some other titles that are going to be 
published a little bit later on this year, say late late this winter, early this spring. Can you give us a glimpse about a couple of up- upcoming titles you're working on right now? Uh, well, as I say, we do definitely have more. Um, we have more Elmore Leonard, and we're, we're also uh, going to be doing Ross McDonald uh, for the first time, the beginning of a, a uh, series of um, McDonald volumes. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> there's a lot coming. There are, there are many history volumes coming, uh, more uh, American Revolutionary uh, material, uh, including the, the letters of Abigail Adams, Mm. Uh, we have more James Baldwin coming, um, uh, more more Kerouac, uh, and um, we, we've just done the memoirs of H. L. Mencken. We've just done a, um, a survey of American musicals, uh, and we, you know we're 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 continuing to explore uh, on, on a lot of different fronts. Uh, I mean, our, our feeling is always that the, the not only the present changes, but the past changes. As things move along, different areas are, are suddenly illuminated in, in new ways. Uh, we certainly find ourselves looking at environmental writing uh, with always more urgent and renewed interest. And our, our volume, American Earth, that came out a few years ago of uh, Anthology of American Environmental Writing, has continued to be... Uh, one of our books that that attracts a great deal of ongoing interest so we will we will definitely be continuing to uh to to look at writing in that area um, mm. what's do you know Jeffrey what the best selling title is in the in the library of america series right now well it it really does fluctuate you mean know, of all time or at yeah, this moment it, it it fluctuates so much uh at any given time, there have been moments when it was Abraham Lincoln or Thomas Jefferson. There have been moments when it was Philip K. Dick's science fiction novels. Mm. Uh, it, uh, you know, Kurt Vonnegut uh, has sold very well this year. Uh, but um, Flannery O'Connor, for example, who was one of the earliest uh, writer, earliest 20th century writers in the series, uh, has consistently uh been been one of our most successful backlist titles. Yeah, no no surprise there. Hey before I get you uh let you off the phone, I've got to uh give you my compliments and kudos on the and this is changing subjects a bit here, a wonderful piece I saw online that you wrote, I believe, for the New York Review of Books about the new Jean Luc Godard film uh, who's one of my oh. all time uh, cinematic heroes and uh Oh yeah, I, I, well he 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 topped himself there, yeah. Yeah, yeah I really did with the good goodbye to language. I caught it at the Toronto International Film Festival last September, which I've been going to for over thirty years and I'm pretty thrilled to see that the film had did have a theatrical run in Ann Arbor. The only theater in Michigan that showed it was our fantastic Michigan theater for just a few days. But still, I think that's uh, a pretty incredible. Yeah. And, and your take on the film was uh, one of the best things that I've read ab- about the film because it was so um, it was illuminating, and but yet it was so honest, saying. I can't tell you exactly what yeah. this meant or what I saw. And I just love that, where it was like, well, that's refreshing, because usually it's, here is my dissection of this. Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah. It's, in, it's impossible. There's so many things going on at once in that movie, and you were just so honest about it. I really like it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, no, I... <laughs> 
Well, that I, I too, am a long-time Godarian going back to the 60s. It's been a long road. Thanks so much for listening to Martin Bandike Undercovers. This has been a presentation of the Ann Arbor District Library.